Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell Us the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And this is episode 64. That's right. We that's that's we've been doing this common sense Sunday stuff for almost two years. I would say I'm getting tired of it. I'm not really getting tired of it. I'm just getting tired of the reason that we're doing this on Sundays, and that would be COVID. Uh, we are getting a little bit of a late start this this evening. It is evening. Usually we're recording Common Sense Sundays on Sunday afternoons. I mentioned last episode we've got some scheduling conflicts, not bad ones. Uh, I took the opportunity today to to take my daughter to see the Nutcracker uh, here in Glendale. It was uh, at the Alex Theater, put on by uh, Red Chair Productions. There were quite a few youth in the uh, in the performance of Nutcracker. It was fantastic. I'll talk about it a little more when we get to parenting, but that's why we're getting a little bit of a late start on this particular episode on this fine Sunday evening. Uh, and if, for those of you watching the video feed, that's why I'm wearing a fancy sweater. I fancy sweater. This is fancy for me. Although last night at a wedding, I was dressed fancily. Is that even a word? Bridget will let me know if that's actually a word or if I just made up a new go tell it to the wall word. Uh, but it is rare. But I figured, you know, I'm gonna leave the, I'm gonna leave the cardigan on. I think it's actually been on episodes before. I, I enjoy a cardigan. If I have to look nicer than like my hoodies, the cardigans come out. I've got a few of them, and it's the time of year for sweaters, you know. So, so I figured I'd keep that on for the podcast, and my my very fashionable uh, checkerboard button-down shirt. I know you're all very jealous of it. Probably only a few of you out there, but there's some gonna gotta be some jealousy. I love this shirt. It's a great one. All right, uh, all that being said, later start. You can s- pause this and everything, but if you're wondering where the heck it was and you you know your phone gets a notification later in the evening than usual, that's why. We're same, same great common sense content, just later in the day. So maybe you're going to have to wait till Monday to actually listen if you don't have time on, in your Sunday evening, but it's, it's, it's still all there. We just Sometimes we have scheduling issues. All right, we always kick things off with uh, social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us four episodes, after episodes, during episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, also, our YouTube channel. Head on over to youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Subscribe to our channel. You're going to find all kinds of great video content up there, uh, as well as these video feeds. If, if you're only listening and you want to find the video feeds, YouTube is one of the places you can find. They're also on Facebook. They're kind of all over the place. Just... If you, if you Google, you'll find it. But remember those URLs because it just makes things easier. Uh, this one's a little bit different, but my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Uh, follow me on there. You're going to get some Go Tell It to the Wall content, some of my own personal content, lots of show photos, cute kids, stuff like that. Uh, so so follow me on, on the Instagram there, and, you know, the gram, as the kids say. It's hard to keep up with the slang because I, I feel like at one time it was – Oh, do you have Insta? Do you have Insta? And now it's like, hey, um, you got the gram, the gram, like. And see, for me, being a uh, of the age I am, before you could just walk into a store on the corner and get it, gram held a very different meaning. Not gram cracker, not the name gram. There was another kind of gram that you were ordering quite a bit, at least in my uh, my younger days, but when it was not so easy to just walk in somewhere and get it. But the gram, as the kids say, follow me on there. 
And of course, we also have the official Go Tell It to the Wall website, and that would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's your one-stop shop for everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall, Common Sense Sundays, Mental Health Mondays, and of course, Sean O'Rourke Live. So make sure you bookmark that one, check back off, and also going to give you links to those social platforms I just mentioned. Uh, and of course, you're going to find a link to our Patreon right on there. Support us if you can. Help us out. It helps to bring new stuff into the studio, new concepts. Uh, we're coming up on a new year, so every new year I kind of sit back and and re-examine everything during the holiday break and figure out what kind of new stuff we want to do. Speaking of which, I actually have to check the episode count. Uh, we might have timed it out perfectly this year to the point that our holiday special, uh, I believe, is actually our 200th episode of Go Tell It to the Wall, between Go Tell It to the Wall, Common Sense Sundays, uh, you know, the uh, the holiday specials, the Halloween specials, the uh, uh, what did, whatever we called that 4th of July thing, I can't remember, we've done 4th of July specials, all kinds of great stuff, so I think we're going to be 200 episodes, which means we're going to have a bicentibration uh, coming up in the new year, so that's just one of the many things that we'll be looking at, but if you want to help us out with that, uh, become a patron, jump on that Patreon Become a patron, help us out, get all kinds of cool benefits, get your name mentioned on the podcast, uh, all kinds of good stuff. And if you don't want to do that, you can support us by picking up some merch. You'll find the link to the merch website right there on SeanOrourkeLive.com. Uh, you're probably getting a little too late to get it in time for Christmas, but here, here's the trick. This is this is a trick. If something, and especially this year, because everything's, you know, I, and, and I know I'm being a little materialistic now, but everything's coming late. What you do is you order it. You print out a picture of it, you wrap that up, put it in a card, and you say, hey, this is going to be here in January, and you can get some common sense merch uh, for, for, for some of your your Christmas gifting needs, I guess. Just probably not going to arrive uh, by Christmas. We're coming up on like the deadline there. Everybody, hope you're getting your Christmas shopping done. I'm not done. I've planned it all out. I just got to go and actually do most of it. Uh, but make sure you, if you either either check out Patreon or help us out by picking up some merch all right, and as I said at the top of the show, or maybe the video feed, I can't keep track anymore. I've still got sugar plums dancing in my head uh, from seeing the Nutcracker there. Uh, it's, it's Because we're late in the day, we have some beer in the studio, uh, and I'm actually fairly excited about this one. Just personally, honestly, I wouldn't even say it's, it's a must-get. It's just a new brewery that I'd never had before, and in fact, I don't know that it's been very popular down here. It's a brewery out of Oregon. And they started popping up in some of the stores here. Had it on, and ran, I picked it up randomly. It was on Wicked Sale, and I was like, "Oh, let's try that out." Pretty tasty beers. I got one of the mix packs. Uh, it's a it's a brewery called Hot Valley Brewing Company. Uh, for those of you playing at home, this one's Brewing Company instead of Beer Works or Brewery, because you know they've all got some kind of name. Brewing Company would be this particular one. Like I said, out of Oregon, uh, and this particular brew is the Stash Bandicoot. It is a hazy Imperial IPA. I feel like we throw away, throw around the Imperial IPA name like oh, not too much, but maybe a little bit too much. I used to be afraid of the Imperial IPAs, uh, but we've come to a point where <laughs> beer is so hoppy and, and high in alcohol content uh, that, that some of the Imperials have kind of come down a little bit. This one sits at 8%. Uh, if you're into hazy IPAs, it's definitely smooth enough even if you're on the edge of enjoying IPAs. I know a lot of people that will not drink IPAs, but they will drink hazy IPAs. This one's going to be right up your alley as far as that goes. Super smooth, super tasty. Um, I'm not saying go out and support the brewery too much because this is going to be one of those cases uh, where it was a, a, a independent brewer bought by one of the big boys. I believe it's Coors that owns this one. I prefer to get the independent ones, but sometimes that's just ridiculous. You're going to end up getting 
beer from a brewery that seems independent that's actually owned by one of the big boys. So, so keep that in mind. I'm not promoting it as an independent brewery like we often do, uh, but it is tasty. You can probably find it in your grocery store, get it on sale, pick up the mix pack, uh, especially the Stash Bandicoot Hazy Imperial IPA. It has cryo hops. I think that's their thing is they all have this cryo hops. For those of you that have been longtime listeners and check out beer reviews, I, I don't I don't get into this whole IBUs and all this stuff. It tastes good. It tastes like this. It tastes bad. Don't get it. Get it. Whatever. That's It's the no BS beer reviews. Uh, this one falls into the good category. Check them out. Uh, Hot Valley Brewing Company out of Oregon. And I assume Stash Bandicoot is some kind of play on that video game. I believe it's Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. I don't, my video game knowledge is so limited. It's just the things I hear and like maybe see commercials for. But uh, I'm enjoying that Hot Valley. It's tasty. Very tasty. Mm. All right. Let's move on to some digital trends. It has been one hell of a week for digital trends. Like, I, there was a point midweek where I had to put my phone down. I was like, nope, we're, I, nope, nope, this is too much for me. I don't know what is going on. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is definitely one of those things. So now Nancy Reagan, yeah, that Nancy Reagan, uh, was trending on the social platforms this past week. This was all spawned by a certain... Uh, influencer, I believe. I hate that word, influencer. But that's what they call the kids these days. Influencer created a meme, of course. And it was a side-by-side of uh, Madonna at 63 or 64 and then Nancy Reagan at either 63 or 64. They're, you know, essentially a year apart and saying, who who would you rather be like? Madonna. And Madonna's, like, splayed out on a bed. And I believe there was some... They had to edit it a little bit for the Twitter platform because she had a little stuff hanging out up top. Uh, and she looks pretty young. I'm not going to say she looks good. I think it, nothing against Madonna. That was one, one of my, in the 80s, one, you know, Bowie, Michael Jackson, Madonna, uh, and, and Bob Marley before I found my love of uh, punk and ska in the later 80s, early 90s. I loved Madonna. But clearly she's paid quite a bit to look the way she does. And nothing against that if that's what you want to do. But like, let's just, let's calm down a little bit. I'm not, not going to sit here and pine over Madonna or anything. Uh, but, of course, from this picture, you're like, well, yeah, I'd rather look like Madonna. I'd probably rather live like Madonna, too, and not be a uh, hateful person that uh, didn't didn't believe in a lot of healthcare things and, and all that stuff and lost the war on drugs back in the 80s. But then it just snowballed from there. Because w- what happened then was we all got word of an excerpt from a book talking about a certain talent that Nancy Reagan had... Um, Apologies. I'm going to try to find the, I should have tried to find the most tame words to describe it. Uh, but apologies if your kids are out there listening. She had a, she had a very good talent for uh, pleasing gentlemen in a certain way. If you can figure it out from there. And apparently it was really well known for it. So we all had to hear about it on, on the social platforms this past week because that's information that we need. It is not information that we need, but because I had to find out about it, and because it was trending, I'm going to put that in your ear holes. Uh, So, information you never knew you needed. Nancy Reagan had a certain talent that wasn't really, uh, you know, wasn't really uh, put out in the open back in the 80s, but now we all know because of a book. Who knows how true that is? Uh, But good for you, Nancy and and Ronnie there. I don't like either of you, but hey, good, good for you. I'm sure he was enjoying that quite a bit. Although, you know, a little Mile High Club action in the in the uh, 
Air Force One there, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I didn't really need to know that. <laughs> That's the thing. But this is what hap- This is what happens on social platforms. This is why sometimes I'm like, I don't need... I'm not going to look at Twitter, especially Twitter. That's the worst one. I'm not going to look at Twitter for like a week. And I'm, nope, nope, no, that's it's too much. Too much. Information my brain doesn't need, and now I can never get rid of it. It's just there. So you're welcome for that, wall fans and common sensors. Another trending thing. This one's been trending for a while, uh, and I have just haven't talked about it yet. I think I mentioned it briefly. Eve 6, if you're familiar with the band Eve 6, they, they came to prominence in the late 90s. Uh, the Heart in a Blender song. <laughs> Everyone just calls it the the heart in the blender song, and uh, I know the song really well. I do own multiple Eve Six albums. I am guilty of that. I've seen them live in concert, uh, and I'm blanking on the, the actual name of the song because everyone just calls it the heart in the blender song. Uh, but Eve Six has become really popular on Twitter over the past like six months or so. Lead singer Max Collins uh, obviously runs their Twitter account, and he does a lot of what they what the kids call shit posting uh, these days. Good information, stuff I tend to agree with. Uh, he calls out both sides of the aisle, which is fantastic. It's, you know, that's what I always tell people. They're like, oh, my feed's full of pro-Trump stuff. Your, yours must be full of pro-Biden stuff. I'm like, no, mine's, mine's just F everyone, F both sides. That's what my feed is because that's how my world works, but I digress. Eve 6, now better known for their... Uh, Twitter prowess as opposed to their actual music uh, and they did just release a single recently I didn't even listen to it yet because I more look to them that that account for their their shit posting as, as they say um, and <laughs> I will say highly recommend a follow of Eve 6 uh, but much like I said I, I will get off of Twitter completely for like a week at a time Eve 6 can get tedious a little bit because sometimes you open up your Twitter feed and it's like okay and now, remember I talked about that, uh, tag your favorite band and see if they say hi. Now, the thing with Eve 6 is people are asking them their favorite song from all these random bands. So sometimes I open my Twitter feed and it's just Eve 6 answering what song their favorite song is from a given artist. Uh, so it can get tedious at times. Uh, but I do find it fascinating that they are now uh, better known for, uh, for, for Twitter prowess as opposed to actual music. Uh, and as I said, no, I, I enjoy their I enjoy their early music. Their first, like, four albums were quite good. The most recent, not my favorite, but it is what it is. They, they got to do their own thing. All right, hashtag boycott IHOP. That's right, boycott IHOP. Apparently, signs have been popping up in IHOP restaurants around the country uh, blaming Biden for the shortage, the understaffing that is occurring. And you, this is a thing that's been happening for a while now. Fast food restaurants have had to close and everything else because they don't have staff to actually work there. Uh, and essentially blaming Biden for giving people too much money so that they don't want to work. This, and I've alluded to this before, this is one of the biggest fallacies on the face of the earth. Uh, if anyone out there has been on unemployment, you know, they don't give you a lot of money. They don't. And if you're going to sit there and say, well, unemployment is paying them more than we pay them to work in our restaurant, then you need to fucking pay them more. That's how this works. You, you're not paying them a living wage. Because unemployment's not a living wage, for God's sake. So... This one's understandable. Hashtag boycott IHOP. I'm not an IHOP fan myself to begin with. I, you know, years and years and years ago when I was in college, it was a good spot because it was open 24 hours and you can go in there and you spend 12 bucks and you got a huge plate of like pancakes and eggs and corned beef hash. In my younger days, not anymore. I avoid it now, especially after their whole. Remember IHOP, International House of Burgers? They thought they were going to compete with burger joints when 
dude, you make pancakes. So they're they're just tripping all over themselves. But the bottom line here is, anytime you see this, know that there's a good chance they're just not paying their employees enough. 95% of the time, that's going to be the case. So I'm not going to sit here and say boycott IHOP, but think about it. If you're going to go out for pancakes, there's probably other places to go get pancakes. They're not causing a stir and trying to blame things on people that shouldn't be shouldering the blame for it when really the blame is completely on these restaurants or these companies for what they're doing and how they're running their businesses. It's pretty simple. This is common sense. It's simple. Pay your employees. Living wage. And they will show up to work. Happy employees do better work regardless of... It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Happy employees who are not struggling on a daily basis are going to perform at their occupation better than ones who are struggling constantly. It's, it's simple. It's common sense. All right, another hashtag here. Oh, I love this one. Hashtag Lauren Bobert is so dumb. Bobert, babe, babe. I don't even care. This one, it's unbelievable. This one. I'm talking about so many politicians that just they they if they must have someone around them that is either just letting them do this and realizing how dumb they are, or just everyone around them is that dumb. Uh, she put out, and this, I believe this is what spawned this whole Lauren Burb, Lauren, Lauren, blah, blah. Lauren Burbert, Bobert, Jesus Christ, is so dumb. That's how often I say her name. I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly, and I don't think it's that hard. Uh, she actually tweeted out, so you know, there's a big movement, and people do this. You know, my, my pronouns are he, him, or my pronouns are they, them, or he, them, whatever it might be. A lot of people tweet that out. A lot of people put it on the Twitter profile. Nothing wrong with this. Well, Lauren Boebert decided that she was going to tweet out, uh, my pronoun is patriot. I'll let that, I'll let your fifth grade grammar, fourth, fifth grade grammar catch up with it there. Uh, yeah, patriot is not actually a pronoun, it's a noun. So not only is she trying to troll something that's utterly ridiculous, but she's doing it incorrectly. The stupidity of politicians, just like MTG with her whole thing, comparing COVID to cancer, like, how, how, how do constituents for these politicians think they're doing a good job when they don't even understand grammar? Simple grammar. This is shit we learned in fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. And, oh yeah, no, these people should definitely be making decisions for the country. The other thing here is, and I said this from the beginning, I still don't understand why people get so heated about this. Why, why do you care what people call themselves? It's none of your business. Why? Why Why is this even a thing? It, it doesn't affect you in any way whatsoever. But that's what a lot of conservatives do. They complain about these things that don't affect them at all. And then it gets their base riled up, which is absolutely amazing. I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone personally out there that, that really cares what somebody calls themselves from a pronoun standpoint. It's none of your business. Who cares? But yeah, we're going to get all fired up about it and then misuse grammar. Good job, Lauren. It's amazing. She should just go back to posing with guns and, you know, at least she just looks stupid and doesn't sound stupid. I don't even know. It's utterly ridiculous. And I think she did have one of those Christmas photos her kids had. That's the thing is uh, conservative politicians now, like the whole Christmas picture thing has to have guns. Yeah. And then, and then those same people are like, well, I've keep Christ in Christmas and all this other junk. And it's like, what, did Jesus have guns? What is the association to Jesus with the guns? I, 
I, I don't know. Do you think Jesus... That's, that's always my favorite thing when people are like, oh, Jesus saves. It's like, which Jesus are you talking about? Are you talking about the white Jesus? Or are you talking about the real Jesus? Historically accurate Jesus. Because there's a difference. Historically accurate Jesus wouldn't want guns, even if they existed in his time. Wouldn't have wanted guns. Do a little research. And on top of that, and I'll mention the holiday episode uh, next week as well. Remember, Jesus wasn't actually born on Christmas. Commercialism and, and certain faiths decided to co-op that from pagans because it worked out well for their timing uh, from a, a commercial standpoint and everything else. Yeah, no, Jesus Jesus was born in the spring. That is historic, well, I mean, as historical as it can be, historically accurate, and churches will admit that. We just, for some reason, they decided to co-opt another celebration that is the winter solstice. Uh, do a little research there. All right, one more thing on digital trends right now. Now, PowerPoint was trending on the digital platforms this week. And not for the reason that most people would see it trending because you're frustrated because you tried to move a, an image and the whole thing got jacked up. Trust me, I've been there. Built a lot of stuff in PowerPoint. It's not fun at times. I'm sitting there on a computer for eight hours, banging my head against the wall. That was in the days of me banging my head against the wall as opposed to yelling at a wall because I was doing marketing. But uh, it wasn't trending for that reason. The reason it was trending, and if you haven't heard this yet, uh, apparently some GOP Republicans, you know, as they call them, uh, put together a PowerPoint for how to handle the insurrection on January 6th. The stupidity. It's astounding. I mean, we have known. This is something I learned early on as well. Don't leave. If you're, you shouldn't do bad things, but if you're going to do bad things, don't leave a paper trail. This is not only leaving a paper trail. They put together a fucking presentation on how to handle the insurrection on January 6th. I'll tell you, I'm sure nothing's ever going to happen to the Orange Menace or any of these people that clearly supported and helped out with the insurrection uh, despite being in Congress. Uh, nothing's going to happen. But it's interesting to follow this and just all the things that come out, and it's like, oh, my God. Clearly something was going on here. And we're learning about the something going on because people are idiots. So that was trending. Good old PowerPoint. Uh, I'm not saying commit crimes, but just common sense. If you're going to commit crimes, don't plan it out in PowerPoint. You know? We learned, we learned that from Inspector... Was it Inspector Gadget? I feel like it was Inspector Gadget. And he'd always get a message, and it was like, this message is going to self-destruct in five seconds or whatever. It's like, yeah. You're going to do things secretively. That's how you do it. Don't create a PowerPoint and leave it on a server somewhere for investigators to find Common sense, man. All right, some COVID updates here. I am all over the place. I, I blame the beer, but it's more of just I was sitting in a theater watching ballet for two hours, which I thoroughly enjoyed, but uh, I'm a little bit off today. I was also up quite late last night. I did not get, I don't think I got home until after midnight or maybe right before midnight. That's late for me. Oh, I'm getting too old for this. Dan, little Danny Glover. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I'm getting too old for staying out past midnight. All right, COVID updates. Still, we got cases still rising in the U.S., and I'm seeing more and more and more of this, unfortunately. Um, and in fact, we've had a few bands postpone shows, uh, the ends of their tours. Unfortunately, Millie Manders was one of those, had to postpone the last two uh, tour stops over there in the U.K. Uh, and the Toasters actually had to, which was wild. I Like, wild for me, because I was like, okay, cool, I was... 
hanging out with the lead singer like three days before it came down. They're like, hey, we have a positive test within the band. We got to postpone. I was like, great, that's fun. I was around that band very recently. Uh, fortunately, I'm I'm okay. Uh, but they're rising again. And this is mainly the Omicron stuff. Uh, it's taking hold of us. Uh, the Delta is still out there. And and I think it's COVID fatigue. People are just getting tired of, of dealing with this because we're, we're approaching two years of dealing with this. We're like a year and nine months of dealing with this, essentially. Uh, really, the hard stuff. We're, we're, we are almost two years, or maybe we already are two years from the first COVID case in this country. It is COVID fatigue, I get it, but you got to stick with it, because we're not going to defeat it by just getting complacent about stuff. And I think a lot of people are getting complacent, uh, including these people. Uh, Marin County, California. I don't even know where the hell that is. I remember learning the counties in fourth grade, but uh, I believe it's Northern California. Marin County, there's a there's a parents there. Uh, they had two kids test positive for COVID. Instead of keeping them out of school, they sent them to school the next day. And, of course, caused an outbreak within that school. Here's the thing. You want to argue about how deadly it is and everything else and wearing masks and, you know, you're stupid, but uh, fine, I'll give you that argument. But you, should, you shouldn't be sending your kid to school sick with the flu. What makes you think it's okay to send them sick with COVID? Even if you don't think it's that deadly, it's just plain wrong to do this. And as far as I'm concerned, these parents, they should be in jail. They should be prosecuted and they should be in jail for putting children in danger. They willfully and purposefully put other children in danger because they wanted to send their kids to school. It's utterly ridiculous. But this is the kind of world we live in and that's why we've been dealing with this for two years because we have dumb fuck parents out there that are just like, oh yeah, I don't know, send them to school. We'll just get the whole school COVID. Jesus Christ. This is what I'm thankful for Los Angeles. My, my daughter's school, they get a positive test. And that kid, like, get him out of class right away. Disinfect everything. We're any kids close to them. Let's get, you know, tested weekly. Thank God for that. Can't imagine living in certain other areas where they don't even test. They don't make them wear masks. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I will tell you, this one got me. Oh, man. So I'm walking. And this, this really kind of similar to what uh, MTG was talking about recently with COVID and cancer and stuff. So I'm walking through Glen. I'm actually looking to grab like a slice of pizza or something. Cause rushed out of the house. I didn't have any lunch. We were seeing a matinee of Nutcracker. And uh, so I'm like, oh, what's this restaurant we're passing by? I'm like, oh, maybe this. And I look in the, on the door. There's a sign uh, that's like, and I can't, I'm paraphrasing. We don't discriminate, you know, uh, un, unvaxxed, unmasked, whatever. Everyone is welcome here because we don't discriminate. And I think they even threw in stuff like uh, sexual orientation and every race and all this stuff. We don't discriminate. And it's like, do you understand the difference between racial and sexual orientation discrimination compared to just wearing a mask or getting vaccinated? These are things that you have control over. These are not apples to apples by any means. And anyone that thinks they are apples to apples is just completely clueless and has never, ever witnessed anything like real discrimination. And I'm not even talking about witnessing it in person, just understanding the racial discrimination and other kind of discrimination that occurs, especially in this country and around the world. So to compare those apples to apples is just completely wrong. And I, I walked right by that place and I said, well, I'm never going there. The ignorance is astounding, absolutely astounding. Don't compare those two things because they are not the same. Anyone who thinks they are the same, 
you got a lot of learning to do, like a lot. Like maybe bash your head against the wall for a little while and then go do some research. The bashing the head against the wall for a little while might knock some sense into you if you're one of those people. Uh, bottom line is stay safe and get vaxxed. I'm getting my booster shot tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. And I, th I, think, I think my wife is trying to punish me because she actually scheduled my booster shot. Uh, and it looks, as I got the notification, I think she scheduled my flu shot at the same time. So I'm going to, they're just going to stick me with all kinds of things tomorrow, but it's needed. I got to do it. I'm ready for my booster and I'm, I guess I'm ready for my flu shot. I wasn't looking forward to getting them both at the same time. Uh, so I'll, I'll update everyone on how that went. I'm pretty confident about it. I didn't have any crazy side effects from the first two shots. And from what I've heard, if you didn't have any crazy side effects from the first two shots, you're not going to have uh, much side effect on the booster. So, so I'm think I'll be okay. We'll see how that actually goes. All right, moving along to some mental health for this fine common sense Sunday. Uh, I don't have a lot this week, but I do want to talk about something that I guarantee is, it's happening for me, and I know it's, I guarantee it's happening for other people out there as well. And that is the feeling of moving forward. You know, it's the old expression, one step forward, two steps back. Uh, it, the past year, it's really felt like that, especially the past year. I mean, since COVID started, but especially ever since vaccines started coming out and all this other stuff for the past year, it feels like we're making progress. But then we make a little progress and suddenly a new variant comes out or a big outbreak comes out or there's a holiday or 4th of July weekend, whatever it is, and suddenly numbers start to go back up. And this is something we've all been dealing with for quite a while now. But it can wreak havoc on your mental health. Because for a lot of people, myself included, that one step forward, two steps back for society or for you know your city, whatever it might be, uh, that turns into like a half a step forward and five steps back for people that are dealing with mental health. And what I mean by that is you start to feel good and not even being complacent, but then as it comes back around again, you get pushed further down into that hole and you're like, well, now I'm not doing anything. And it can wreak absolute havoc on your mental health. And that's something to be aware of. Because each time you get even more cautious. It's just, it's so many more steps back because mentally it feels like even though you made that little bit of progress, that we're just almost back to, to point zero. And even if you're not feeling that, know that there's probably people around you feeling a similar way. Especially if they deal with a mental illness. This is something I've struggled with for the past year. I feel more comfortable. You know, I took a road trip and I felt pretty good. And I remember driving back across the country and I was like, yeah, you know, it feels like it's getting better. And they get back to California and they're like, hey, Delta variant. Okay, well, no, I guess it's not getting better. And now Omicron. Absolute hell on your mental health. So even if it's not affecting you, know that it's probably affecting some of your friends and family and those around you. And if it is affecting you, recognize where it's putting you mentally. Take care of yourself. That's very important. Your own mental health is extremely important. But also know where that feeling could possibly be coming from. And a lot of times it's coming from frustration. Feeling like you're just trapped and feeling like there's no progress being made. When in fact there is progress being made. A year ago we didn't have a vaccine. You know, we didn't have one at all. Now at least there's a vaccine. In fact, you compare a year ago where nobody had a vaccine, and now kids 5 to 11 can get vaccinated. So there is some progress there, and try to keep that in mind. And be aware of others around you that may be feeling that. Don't put pressure on them 
uh, to open up more than they are comfortable with. Because that's just going to push people further down into, into, for lack of a better word, down into a hole where they don't want to do anything. They don't even want to communicate because they feel so frustrated and trapped by the, the current atmosphere that we all live in. It's something to keep in mind for yourself and for others, like I said. All right. I'm enjoying this hot valley. It's, it's, it's strong, but it's super smooth. I think I'm also enjoying a tasty beer today because I, I love some 805. Uh, but I was at this wedding last night and missed shows. And uh, like it was like 805 Heineken and Corona, which are proud, cr- proud pleasing, crowd pleasing beers. Uh, but also not the same amount of taste as like a tasty little hazy IPA here like this one from Hop Valley. So uh, I, think my, I think my taste buds were craving a little bit of smooth hoppiness, I guess. I don't even know if that's correct. I mean, it is, but some like real beer drinker is going to be like, smooth hoppiness, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know, that's just that's what I taste. That's what my taste buds tell me. I'm not an expert. I just enjoy drinking it. All right, we got some positive news, and I got to be honest, this positive news starts with some negative news, but then just turns into a great positive news, uh, especially for my community, the, the one of the communities that I like to call family and, and part of my community and heavily involved in. Uh, you know, that would be the punk ska, punk rock ska community. Uh, in this particular case, mainly the Scott community. Uh, there's a band called We Are the Union. Uh, they're actually on tour right now. In fact, uh, I didn't get to see them play last night. They were playing with the Agrolites and the Slackers down there in Santa Ana at the observatory. Uh, last week, they had their van broken into in uh, Oakland. I believe it was Oakland. doesn't matter where it was. Uh, they had their van broken into and some of their stuff stolen. This is a fairly common thing with touring bands. And it can be extra hard on these bands... Under normal circumstances, it can be extra hard on these bands. They're driving around the country in a, in a van, not making a ton of money, trying to promote their music, trying to get their music into more ears and in front of people and all that stuff, and then suddenly the, the little bit of money they're making has to go toward replacing equipment or replacing a van or whatever it might be. This is unfortunately a fairly common occurrence. I know it happens to other you know other industries and everything, but we hear about bands because you know suddenly they can't make a, make a tour stop or... They got to borrow gear. They suddenly they have to start a GoFundMe, which is what We Are the Union did. They started a GoFundMe uh, just this past week after the van had been broken into. Uh, the GoFundMe became fully supported not long after they launched it, like less than 24 hours. And I saw other bands that I love also sharing it. Eve Six shared it on Twitter. Of course, uh, uh, Max Collins has a, a cover. Uh, that he did with uh, with We Are the Union recently, an Op Ivy cover. Uh, Unwritten Law shared it. Many others shared it. So it became fully funded fairly easily, which is positive news to me because we can see the support that comes out from certain communities, and they don't want to see this band have to struggle and, and deal with all this on their own. So easily supporting. Many people who I'm sure don't have a ton of money to give, and they're out there supporting uh, this band as they can get back on the road for tour. The other positive thing is, we are the union did not get greedy with it. You often see this with GoFundMe's where they're like, we need to raise $5,000. And you look at it and it's like, you know, $15,000 of $5,000 raised. We are the union actually ended the GoFundMe once they became fully funded to their goal that they initially put out there because they knew how much money they needed to fix the van and replace their equipment. You know, I didn't look at specifics on what they lost, but replace anything stolen and all that stuff, get back on the road for their tour. So not only did we have the positivity of the community helping them out, uh, but and and then the band getting back on the road and bringing their music to everybody, but they 
didn't feel the need to take more money. And I'm sure they could have done it. We see it with these GoFundMes, like I said. But they ended it. They said, no, we're good. That that's Thank you. That's all we need. We're not... Give that money to somebody else that may need it. So this is positive news out of a very, very, very negative situation. Uh, but good on you, We Are The Union, and good on you, everyone out there that supported them and helped them out to get them back on the road. Uh, if, if they hadn't done that, they might not have been able to play Santa Ana last night. And I heard the show was Tom rubbing it in. I'm just teasing. He wasn't rubbing it in, but he did inform me that it was a fantastic show. So now I'm, We Are The Union is a band I have not seen live, so... Hopefully they will be touring once again. I believe they're a California band. I'm not, they might be Los Angeles. So hopefully I'll catch them in 2022. Uh, but good on you, We Are The Union. Uh, glad to see you back on the road, and, and good on you for not being so greedy and, and taking taking extra money from everyone. You know, it, 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 it's hard to express, like, that appreciation for bands not, you know. Most of these bands don't make a ton of money. We're not talking about the Rolling Stones. Or like, what is there, one remaining Beatle or so, you know, something like that? It's, uh, uh, yeah, that reminds me. I didn't even have this in my notes, but, uh, man, rest in peace, Mike Nesmith. That one hit me hard the other day. In fact, my wife was in here working in the studio. She was on a call, and I saw the breaking news, and I, I didn't run in. I walked in quietly, and uh, and she muted, and I said, Mike Nesmith just died. She's a big fan of the Monkees. I am myself. Seen them multiple times. We were actually supposed to see them uh, last month. Couldn't make it out to the show, and uh, that ended up being their last show. And now there's uh, unfortunately only one monkey left. Unfortunately. All right. Let's move on to some parenting. Uh, like I said, I took the kiddo to the Nutcracker today. Her first uh, live, you know, whether it play, musical, or ballet, her first one she went to out there at the Alex Theater in Glendale. Very, very nice theater. Old theater. Looks looks old, but I don't think it was that old. Uh, but nice theater. I enjoyed it. Everyone fully masked inside. I like keeping the mask on. Didn't really have, weren't really crowded together or anything. Um, and it was it was nice to to see a, a fun performance. The best thing for me was the, the look on my kid's face. Now, she's masked, so I couldn't see the smile underneath the mask, but eyes just wide wide as she's watching this ballet performance and then uh clapping every i mean you know if you've ever been to a live performance a lot of clapping and then a lot of ballet numbers so it's clap 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 clap. by the end my hand i'm like all right i wanted to clap because i thoroughly enjoyed it myself but i was like all right this is a lot of clapping my hands are hurting she's just going nuts clapping every chance she can get and and then on top of that she's never seen the performance but she knows the songs so she a song would start and she'd turn to me or my wife and be like oh my god it's that song you know, some she knows the name of. She's like, it's the Sugar Plum Fairy. She had an absolute blast. Highly recommend uh, getting your kids out there and supporting the arts, especially after the past two years. In fact, this uh, this company that put on the performance, this is their first perform. Well, I think they had a performance yesterday, but in 700 and something days since they've been able to perform the Nutcracker, because no Nutcracker performances last year, that they said that at the beginning. It's like, support the arts. And see the looks on the, not only my kids' face, the kids around enjoying it, and also the kids that were in their performance. You could see it on their faces, how happy they were to be out there performing. So highly, highly recommend that. Uh, you know, whether it's Nutcracker, whether it's something else, get out and support the arts. All right, I want to talk about something, and I need to caveat this right away, because I am not a doctor, and I'm not giving this advice. I am simply saying, as a parent... Uh, of a young child, 5 to 11, who's not fully vaxxed yet and maybe has their first shot. This was some advice we had gotten from our pediatrician who has kids. 
Uh, so again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying do this. I'm saying maybe ask your pediatrician, uh, do a little research. Uh, but they are recommending for kids. Some pe- some doctors are recommending uh, actually spacing out the two vaccination shots more than they recommend. Um, so again, this is not me giving medical advice by any means. Uh, I just found it interesting when my daughter went in for her 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 yearly checkup. And her pediatrician brought this up and it was like, well, that's something I hadn't heard. And then I did a little bit of research, you know, afterward. I, I, tr- I trust doctors and I, this has been her doctor since literally since she was born, like in there the day she was born. Uh, you know, so I trust her. But I also was like, that's interesting. Let me, and sure enough, it comes up that the benefits of spacing that out more. Now, again, I'm going to caveat that. I am not a doctor. This is not my advice by any means. I'm not here to give advice from for something that I'm not an expert in. I'm simply here to spread some common sense. And I'm not even saying this is necessarily common sense. It's just something that I am not seeing a lot of, uh, but I have heard it from my own pe- my own daughter's pediatrician as well as seen it from other doctors that are recommending this. So bring that up with your pediatrician if you do have a young child who's who's getting their vaccinations. I'm sure they're going to be fine if you, you go with the, the three weeks or whatever spacing on the actual vaccine. You know, they're going to be fine either way. Uh, it's just something interesting that I wanted to share with all of you because I wasn't aware of it until uh, our pediatrician brought it up. Uh, this is a, yeah. This is one I'm having trouble with. And, and maybe I'll update everyone on the holiday episode because by then we will have to have done it. Christmas gifts for teachers. I, you know, I've, I, I mean, I remember doing this as a kid. Like, and I don't, I think my mother was like, here, this is the gift for the teacher. And you give, you know, bring it the last day of school and maybe some gifts for your classmates or whatever. But now I'm dealing with it with my own kid. And it came up recently. We're talking with some other parents who were like, what do you guys think? What do you, so now I'm navigating this. (laughs) It's, and then not only navigating what to get, but who to get the gifts for, because you you have a principal and then you have like classroom aides and, and people that other people that work at the school. And my, my daughter is very well aware of them. And there's, um, there's. In a, a classroom aide or whatever who's not her teacher, but she can't, she'll she say, oh, and I'm not going to give her name, but she'll, she'll say her name and, oh, blah, 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 she said this today, or she was helping with this, or we did this, you know. i got to figure out who to give it to uh, and what to give them, which is crazy. And let's see, when I, was, when I was in the corporate world working marketing and I had a team uh, underneath me, I, it was easy. I bought a case of wine, and fortunately I didn't have any, uh, I don't mean fortunately, but Fortunately, for the ease of me buying gifts, I didn't have any uh, recovering alcoholics working for me. So it was like, here's a case. Of, throw a ribbon on this. Wine. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. You know, whatever it was. Boom. I can't really do that for teachers. So I'm thinking gift cards. It's just gift cards seem so impersonal, you know. I don't know. I don't know. But if, if you're out there and you're a parent and you've done this for a while, give me hit me up on one of the socials and give me advice because i got to do it this week. Friday's the last day of school here uh, in Los Angeles for, for kids in uh, Los Angeles Unified School District. And they get three weeks. I mentioned this for Thanksgiving. I don't know about other school districts out there. They get three weeks. I had two weeks when I was a kid. And I had to travel to Chicago. So I was using up like two, two and a half days of that traveling to get to Chicago for the holidays. And now they get three weeks. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Week for Thanksgiving, three weeks for, for Christmas. It's wild out there. I mean, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the time with my daughter, but. Jeez, three weeks. She's going to forget how to write by the <laughs> She's not, but it's a long time, winter break. That's like, like I had that long in college when you had a big break in between like semesters, you know, but that's what we're doing here for not even kindergarten, pre-kindergarten. But I, th- I think it's like all the way through high school. I think high school kids in that di- in our district aren't, they have three weeks off. 
they're loving it. But I know there's a lot of parents out there like, oh, God, when are these kids going back to school? <laughs> like, I, like I said, I'm going to enjoy it. But three weeks, jeez. Uh, and my kid had a holiday sweater the other day the other day. They do these spirit days every now and then. It was holiday sweater, not Christmas sweater. Uh, I'm sure there were some Hanukkah sweaters there, you know, mostly Christmas sweaters. I live in an area that's very uh, Latino and Filipino uh, and, and white, uh, but Latino. So a lot of Catholics and Christians, a couple big Catholic churches here. So a lot of Christmas celebrating, but there's a big Jewish population in, in Los Angeles overall. So I, I know there's uh, a few even in my daughter's class because she's, she's talked about it. When Hanukkah was happening, they talked about Hanukkah and, you know, uh, from a cultural standpoint. And she mentioned a couple kids in her class that are Jewish. So um, so I'm sure there was some you know, Hanukkah sweaters, whatever else. But uh, not only did she just embrace the hell out of it, I had actually had to run out to Target uh, like the day before <laughs> her holiday sweater day. Because she, she didn't have any holiday sweaters. I, she did it one time. Anyone out there with kids, you know, like Christmas holiday stuff, it's not, it's not going to be good for two years. Like one year when they're young because they constantly growing they're like a weed so i go out to get her a grinch sweater target has some good ones if you're looking for a you know a finger quotes ugly sweater for for your kid uh for something she got a grinch one she loves the grinch she was super excited about it but not only did she wear that she wore my my christmas tree beanie if uh, if you're curious what that looks like go back to either the first or second holiday special i'm literally wearing it on the video feed and that was live feed so you, you know go see it and all kinds of craziness happening back in those holiday specials when i didn't know what the hell was going on and still figuring things out uh but yeah she wore that it's a christmas with a star on the top uh the kicker on all of it was uh so a friend of ours had sent some holiday socks they were they were, i don't say way too big but they're big they're essentially like leggings but not, you know, tights, like like individual leggings, like stockings or something, going up to, like, her thigh. And she insisted on wearing these over her actual leggings that she's wearing underneath, you know, with the sweater and stuff. And they're just, like, almost well above her knees. And she just strolling into school like that. And I remember just, I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I wish I had that much confidence. I wish I had that much confidence now, let alone when I was a kid. And she just, just zero Fs given on her part. She's like, I'm wearing this. I look good, uh, and in fact, I think there's a picture of her on the Instagram if you're curious how ridiculous those socks looked, but uh, good on you, kiddo. Good on you. Wait, am I done? losing track of stuff here? No, we're good. We're good. Running out for holiday sweaters. Let's move on to some common sense. All right, we had a, uh, a death today of a very famous person, uh, Vicente Fernandez, who is kind of known as one of the greatest Mexican singers of all time. He was 81. I don't even know why the hell he died or how the hell he died. Here's the thing. I don't care. I don't care. And I know I'm going to get some shit from uh, some of our Latinx listeners that are going to be like, we love Vicente. Like, great. Do, do you know about Vicente Fernandez? Because he was uh, extremely homophobic. And not just like he didn't want to hang around gay people. Uh, he refused a liver transplant uh, in like 2019 or a couple years ago because he was afraid that the liver was going to come from a gay person. That's how homophobic he was, putting himself in danger of dying because he didn't want to get something from a, a gay person. Uh, so go ahead, go out there and, and celebrate this guy that you thought sings well and stuff, but be aware of his actual beliefs and everything else. And I'm so sick of this. Well, he's of a certain age. Get the fuck out of here. I don't no, not in this day. I don't care how old you are in this day and age. You can't you can't be homophobic and discriminate against gay people. 
There's, there's no excuse for it. I don't care how old you are. So knock it off. So celebrate them all you want. Send me the hate mail because you're like, I love Vicente Fernandez. Me and my father used to listen to whatever. That's fine. I'm not going to cry for him. There's no rest in peace over here because common sense says we don't care when homophobes die. Sorry. Just don't. Uh, I will say rest in peace to Marius Thomas. If you're not familiar with this, I'm going to get a little sports bally for a sec. Uh, he was a wide receiver, played for the Denver Broncos, uh, won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. He played for the Patriots for like a year or two uh, while Brady was still there, Tom Brady was still there. Uh, he unfortunately passed away this past week suddenly, um, some kind of health problems. I don't think we've gotten all the information yet. He was only 33. He was going to turn 34 on Christmas. It's always sad to see someone that young pass away. Uh, regardless of what it is, especially, and he seems seemed like an all-around good person, and, and there was an outpouring uh, of sadness and support for him from the National Football League community, and especially former teammates and everything else. And in fact, uh, from a common sense standpoint, I, I really love what they did today. The Broncos decided they were going to honor him uh, during their game today. They had a home game in Denver there. And so what they did is, and, and apologies for those of you not familiar with football, uh, but you've everyone's seen it. You see it on the field. So 11 guys line up against 11 guys in football. There's 11 people, you know, there's many, many more pe players on the team. But during the, the game play, you know, like in basketball, five on five, hockey, five on five plus a goalie. In football, it's 11 in, on 11 playing on the field at the same time. So for their opening play, uh, the Denver Broncos actually came out. They only lined up 10 players. Uh, they left one of the wide receiver positions open in honor of Demarius Thomas. They let what's called the play clock. You only have some, a certain amount of time to actually run a play. Uh, if you don't, you get what's called a delay of game. The team that, that didn't get the play done gets a delay of game. Uh, so what happened was they let the play clock run out. They stood there completely still, let the play clock run out, uh, and then, of course, received a delay of game penalty to honor Demarius Thomas. Well, you would think, well, that stinks. They're going to... They're getting a penalty for that. Well, in football, the other team can actually decline to take the penalty. So they were playing the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions immediately knew what was happening. And before they could even fully get the penalty out, they were like, declined. We're declining it. No, we're declining it. So the show of support for this player that unfortunately passed away is just common sense to me. And, and good on you, Denver Broncos, and good on you, Detroit Lions, uh, for, for supporting that. They could have been like, no, no, we... we Take the penalty. It's better for us. But no, they didn't do that. Real happy to see that. It's tragic uh, to see someone so young pass away, but but happy to see that, that he was honored in, in, in a certain way there. Um, there's a thing called the Sneakers app, S-N-K-R-S, -S, Sneakers app. This is apparently a way to buy sneakers for all the sneaker heads out there. I, I, this could have gone in digital trends because... <laughs> few days ago everyone's freaking out on digital platforms they're like the sneakers app is terrible and all this other stuff and they're freaking out because they couldn't get their sneakers and everything else uh all, all the complaints on this and i get it if that's what you're into i mean i'm about to be like i don't get the sneaker thing but i guess if i was trying to get concert tickets i've dealt with <laughs> trying to get concert tickets in a you know a freaking ticket master any of those really when there's a problem uh you know it ends up you end up getting frustrated. So people were obviously frustrated with the sneakers app. Uh, and apparently there was a shoe release this week, which I can't keep up with, uh, but some kind of sneakers. And I actually saw videos of people fighting over sneakers. Reminds me of the, you know, the 90s Christmas movies where people are literally getting into fistfights over like the last toy in a toy store. It's ridiculous. Uh, it just seems not worth it to me. Um, you know, Common sense says, why are you getting into fights and why are you getting frustrated with an app when you're just trying to buy sneakers? I, I get it to an extent. You're... 
you're listening to the guy that has well over 100 pairs of vans, but I'm not going to stand in line to pick up a pair of vans. <laughs> you know, I get certain ones that I like. I know if they're going to sell out quick, I get them pretty quick. I order them. I, there's no, like, waiting in line, getting a number or anything like that. Seems not worth it to me. Uh, but apparently, I would not recommend using the Sneakers app because all I'm seeing is complaints about it. <laughs> Find another way to pick up your uh, your sneakers there, sneakerheads. Uh, Rittenhouse, we're talking about this son of a bitch again. If you've seen this, uh, there was an outpouring of, uh, of of upset people at Arizona State University because uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had said that he is enrolled, he said he's currently enrolled at Arizona State University. Uh, so there's a big protest on the campus there. and said, We don't want him here. We don't want him here. Wasn't actually enrolled there. He had apparently signed up for some kind of online class, but they didn't even have an application from him. Huge uproar. And he said it again a couple times since then. He's, I'm, I'm going to ASU. I got into Arizona State University. Uh, no, you didn't. This is my other favorite thing about this guy. Uh, he, he's come out and said he wants to get out of the spotlight. He wants to be able to go shopping in a grocery store and no one recognizes him. It's like, dude, cut the bullshit. If that was the case, you wouldn't have gone and met with the Orange Menace in Florida. You wouldn't have been wearing a, a shirt that says free as fuck, posing for pictures with people that are also controversial. None of that. And you wouldn't be the, making this whole stink about Arizona State University. So knock it off. I'm sick of this kid. I, I, I want him to fade into just non-existence uh, where we don't have to hear his name anymore. I, good on you students at Arizona State University for not putting up with that BS. Uh, and most importantly, I would like to announce to everyone here, all of the wall fans, common sensors, and podcast consumers, uh, I'm going to Harvard because according to Kyle Rittenhouse, you just have to say it and it means you're going there. So I, I'm just, I've decided I'm going to, I'm going to Harvard now. I'm going to be Ivy League educated. <laughs> See if that degree gets me further than my, my film school liberal arts degree. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a new band. I haven't even gotten around to listening to them, but they recently have contacted me on social social media and stuff and uh, seemed like cool guys. Uh, but the, the funny thing is immediately when I saw this, and I'm following them, and got to get around to listen. I still have this long list of, and literally I have bands written on the whiteboard here that I got to get through. I'm, I'm getting to them, Paul. I'm, I'm getting to them. Just been slammed. It's hard to, hard to get through all the bands. Uh, <laughs> Paul, among others, that are sending me sending me bands, uh, but they're called the, they're called avenues, either the avenues or avenues, so immediately when I saw this, I was like, that's cool, I, that's a great band name, uh, but I could never, ever, ever wear any of their merch in my neighborhood, for those of you familiar with Highland Park, you might know why, for those of you not familiar with Highland Park, we have two rival gangs in this neighborhood, uh, one of them is called HLP, the other is called the Avenues, <laughs> so if I was to wear an Avenues t-shirt walking down the street, there's a 50-50 chance I'd get shot. <laughs> so, uh, won't be buying your merch avenues, but, uh, but well, I'll get around to listening and maybe give a little bit of a review or of what I'm listening to this week. Uh, like I said, cool name, but also a gang name in my neighborhood, so can't do it. Just can't. Uh, and one more thing here in Common Sense that I just, I, I've been meaning to mention this. Picked up a new phone, uh, less than a month ago. I, I'm a Google Fi user. My 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 family is we're Google we're a Google household for the most part. I mean I got you know I use a uh, Microsoft Surface on PC myself. My wife uses a MacBook and uh, but when it comes to phones and, and and a lot of other stuff like cameras and speakers and we're a Google family. Uh, so it was time for an upgrade on our phones. Picked up the Google Six, Google Pixel Six, uh, and I highly recommend this one. I've been very very happy with it. The camera is amazing. Uh, camera's not usually the first thing I go for, but the phone overall, is, it's, it's great, looks great, functions great. 
has all the stuff I need. Uh, and the reason I put this into common sense is for those of you unaware of it, uh, the Google Pixel 6, like fully loaded, it's going to cost you $599, $600. So you're talking about half the price of a iPhone. Now, by all means, I know I joke and talk smack about the iPhone. I have for years. I was an iPhone user for a long time. I mean, literally, I have, I was a, uh, you know, I was like the old phones, the dumb phones, and I was a BlackBerry user. I had multiple Blackberries. Uh, I had a Windows phone back when Motorola was making the Windows phones, not these Android-based Windows phones they have now. Uh, and then I was an iPhone user, multiple iPhones for years, especially when I worked at Disney. We, we, you had to either have a BlackBerry or an iPhone for your work phones. I had iPhone, used them for years. Uh, years ago, finally got off of that, got onto the Samsung train, which was almost as expensive as an iPhone, but I, I personally really like Android. But the most important thing is you're talking about half the price here. You don't need to spend, you know, $1,500 on a cell phone, something you're probably going to drop and break anyway. Do your best. And for those of you not familiar with Google, uh, like the Google Store or, the, or purchasing through Google Fi, you can actually, uh, which, and I know, like, Verizon does this and stuff too, where you're, you're basically financing your phone. Uh, but it's zero interest, and you're, there's no additional cost on top of, you're paying that $599, zero interest. You can spread it out over two years, and you're paying, like, $24 a month or whatever, 24-something it breaks down to. Uh, so if you're in the market for a new phone, I, I highly recommend checking out the Pixels, um, especially if you're like, why, why do I need an iPhone? If, if you love Apple and you love your iPhone, don't, like, don't bother with it. Pete, that's the thing is I, I joke, but if you love Apple, you love Apple. Like, you know, I love certain brands. I mean, I love my Surface. Once I got onto a Surface years ago, I was like, this is, this is the last kind of computer I'm going to ever have is, is a Microsoft Surface. Uh, so, so I get it. But if, if you're kind of like on the fence about it, Check that out because it's gonna it could save you a few hundred dollars and you're gonna have high quality a high quality phone high quality service and you don't even have to have Google Fi you can use it on Verizon among uh, among other services as well. All right, let's get in some entertainment news and then we're gonna wrap up because I'm already going over time. I blame the uh, the Hop Valley Stash Bandicoot with with Cryo Hops. That's funny. I I don't care about the hops, but I would love to be the dude that just sits there and it's like the old joke for those of us that are and it's still that way, but like. Now, you, you know, because there's big growers and you go into a place that looks like a candy shop when you're picking up your, you know, uh, your cannabis and stuff. But back in the old days when there's just some dude that dropped it off for you and they're like, this is purple skunk white haze P91. And you're like, OK. <laughs> and he's always joke like who's coming up with these names? You're just some dude just sitting there like that's blah 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 that's blah 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 that's blah blah I think that's even a scene in uh, Pineapple Express with what's Gary Cole's like hey, call this blah 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 call this blah blah so I wouldn't mind being the hops dude that's like oh that was cryo hops you know you're just making up hops names uh, anyway seeing getting tangented again Cowboy Bebop the Netflix show the live action Netflix show not the original anime version uh, canceled before even having a season two I watched the entire first season and I'll be honest I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. A lot of people did not enjoy it. Uh, I will say I never watched the original anime version, so I don't think I had this comparison to get angry about or anything like that, but I enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it's going to be gone. Seems like the consensus is most people are like, yeah, there's it should be gone, and there it is. It's gone now. Uh, Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. I've been watching this one. This is one of those miniseries like they're doing with all the Marvel properties. I, th I might be enjoying this one the most. I loved Loki, wasn't huge on WandaVision, really enjoying Hawkeye, uh, and the reason I'm enjoying it is, is it's funny and the, it's fantastic character development. That's what's getting me is the character development on it, uh, really enjoying the two main characters. I, I like Jeremy Renner anyway, 
and and uh, Haley Steinfeld. I I didn't really I wasn't a fan of hers before. I really only knew her from I wonder what if. Let's try for those parents out there that are still watching Sesame Street with your kids. Uh, but she's fantastic in it. Uh, and there's not a ton of callback, which I'm enjoying that about certain Marvel shows like Hitmonkey that I've talked about. You don't have to be a Marvel expert to to understand what's going on. I feel like Loki, WandaVision, like you had to understand what the hell's going on in Marvel. Uh, Loki a little bit, you know, Captain America and and or Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon, whatever that one was, a little less. This one's even, I think you can just enjoy this as a standalone even if you haven't seen any other Marvel stuff. Outside of just, you're just like, all right, that dude's an Avenger. And they tell you from the beginning, like, ah, hey, it's Avenger named Hawkeye. And you move on from there and it's just great character development, great dialogue and, and enjoyable characters overall. Uh, what I'm listening to, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm Christmas music out right now. Uh, and I will say for those of you out there that are like, Christmas music is so annoying. There's something out there for you. For me personally, I got the punk, the punk Christmas music mixes, the ska music mixes. Uh, give me, give me vandals or no doubt, oi to the world all day. Christmas rapping, the waitresses, uh, Father Christmas, kinks, all fantastic stuff. That's what I'm listening to right now. It's that time of year. Um, and, and the reason I threw this in there now and not the holiday special is next week we're going to talk about my top 10 albums of 2021, which will be very exciting. Very exciting. And you're all going to hate them, but it's my favorite albums of 2021. Uh, oh, and this, I wanted to mention this last week and I could not. In Defense of Ska tour, that's, it's a little mini tour. Uh, it's happening here at the Garden Grove Amp in January. I've actually been ticketed to it for like a month or so when those tickets came out. It's Mustard Plug, uh, Omnigon, Buck09, hometown favorites of mine growing up in San Diego. Uh, and the reason I wanted to mention this last week is I got a little inside information from Tara of Half Past Two. Uh, so you've probably seen it if you follow them, but she, I got real excited because on Saturday night she said, oh, we're coming back here and playing in January. I said, what? What, what are you playing? She goes, oh, no, in defense. And I was like, she's like, it's not announced yet. It's probably going to get announced tomorrow. And it, it actually got announced Monday, and that's why I couldn't talk about it last Sunday. Uh, but that's one of my favorite things. When you're ticketed and one of your favorite bands just gets added, and, you're, and, and I said to her, I was like, sweet, I am already ticketed to that. I will see you there. So, uh, so I'll be at that show in January. One other show I may or may not be is this Wednesday, Alex's Bar down there in Long Beach. If I can find the time to get out there, I will be out there uh, for Authority Zero, who, who I enjoy, but more importantly for Fourth in Line, uh, checking out my good friend Eric, who unfortunately I missed most of his set with his other band at Punk in the Park. So I'm hoping to go out there and, and, and check them out as well as see some other friends, uh, especially probably be the last time I see a lot of people before the holiday. Uh, but then January's already, I'm ticketed to like four shows in January already. It's like, well, there's only four weekends in January, so it's going to be wild. Uh, but but like to get that kind of last show in before the end of the year. So I may be there. If you're going to be there, look for the look for the purple hair. Um, and if you don't see any purple hair running around, then, then I'm not there because my hair is still purple. All right. That's going to do it for us, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, dogs and cats, robots and androids. I don't know. Now I'm just I'm gonna put the beard down. <laughs> now I'm just making stuff up. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 64 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Subscribe to that channel. Of course, uh, Instagram at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Most importantly, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that one. Uh, become a patron if you have the means to do so, and check out our merch website linked directly from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, we will be back next week. I need to check. It might be episode 200 next week. 
I'll double check. It's hard to keep track of the count. I just got to go look at the episode count because every like this is episode sixty four, and then we have like episode one twenty something of Go Tell Us the Wall, and then all the specials, and they all get mixed together. And uh, might be episode two hundred next week, but it will definitely be our annual holiday special, including a reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. So we will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. And until then, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember: no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially. No matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.